You're listening to the Coach's Journey Podcast. Exposing the struggles and celebrating the successes in the life of coaches who are action takers and creating authentic impact in today's world. Whether you're just starting out, expanding your reach, or exploding your impact, you're in the right place right now. Stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Now, here are your hosts of the Coach's Journey Podcast. I was doing something and then I got to a point where I'm like, I don't know what to do next. Like, I know what I want to do, but I don't quite have the skill set or the foundation. And so, so yeah, you found that high-performance coaching that seemed to be the great next step mm-hmm. for being able to kind of take individuals on a journey beyond what you've been giving them in the training. Yes. Arena. Yeah, very much so. And so I've been, you know, now the challenge is you talk, as you know, as we talk about this title is, okay, well, how do I, how do I marry the two? How do I put them together? Yeah. How do you? Well, right now it's kind of clunkily, <laughs> if, if that's a word. It is now. <laughs> I think everybody knows exactly what you're saying. <laughs> but I've been, the challenge as Sherry and I started off on this the original conversation just beforehand was, how do you balance this stuff? And I'm, I'm kind of realizing that in order to make it work, it really needs to be integrated unless we're really good at segmenting. But what I found is as a solopreneur, it's hard to make that distinction. And and often the strengths that we have, if we're going to be coaching, that's what we got to be coaching people on. We got to be coaching people on stuff we know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of the business books that we've been reading are about, you know, that there's this tendency for when we get good at something, we're like, okay, mission accomplished. On to the next thing, yep. but rather the more wise and productive thing is like, what can I add? Not what else can I do instead? Yes. Yeah. And the challenge that I, I've noticed, at least with me, is when we get really good at something or when I get really good at something, I tend to think like I'm good at it. It's got to be easy for everybody else. And then I, I talk to people and they're like, no, that's really hard for me. And I think, well, seriously? But it's because I've spent a long time mastering it. Yeah. And I think that's the challenge. That's a challenge we often face is the things we're good at. We think everybody must be good at those. Things that are hard for us, we think well, it must be hard for everybody. And then we find that one person like, oh my God, it's just easy for them. They're the one in a million. No, they're just the one in a million we found. Yeah. So how, how are you or how have you integrated the two or figured out how to integrate, I guess is the best word. And then we can go to kind of where you're at now and kind of what you're working on. Yeah. One of the, one of the things that I, I'm reminded, there's a Russian proverb. If you chase two rabbits, you will not catch either one. And so as I've been chasing three rabbits, basically, <laughs> I'm running a lot. Well, that's good exercise. Well, <laughs> yeah. help you. I'm just not sure I'm getting closer to the rabbits. One of the things that I, I've thought about that I, I, has recently come to mind is since I already teach Dale Carnegie and I know that the challenge we have is we don't have a coaching, we don't have a coaching component. And I mean, there's, I don't know what the reasons are for that. I just know that we don't have that. And I was thinking since I'm currently certified to train everything that we have, and I'm also a coach, a great way for me to put those together would be to market to say a specific group of individuals and they would meet in a Dale Carnegie program that I would teach. 
and probably in our foundation program for, for three days. And then I would put them into a coaching program where we meet as a group and probably one or two individual sessions per person over the course of three, four, five months. Yeah. Then bring them back together for another training program. That's interesting. And then more coaching and probably a, like a capstone training program, which would help them, in, in my mind, strengthen their business acumen, strengthen their business, business execution, and also give them an opportunity to connect with people at their level. It's an idea that I thought about, and then I've kind of put it on the back burner thinking all this other stuff will be easier. What I realized is most of the stuff that I need for that is already in place. Mm. But yeah. it's so easy. I don't want to do that. I, that actually might work. I, <laughs> I love how you are really thinking about integrating the two things that you already do. Yeah. In a way where you're not having to necessarily generate even more leads or, or client, you know. Would there be an opportunity for you to collaborate with another trainer who delivers the training and then maybe you deliver some of the follow-on stuff? Well, that's a possibility. The other thing I've thought about then is that running this once or twice, then it's something that I can train other master trainers to do in their areas and take a cut. Jeff, it's okay to talk about profit and money. I look at this and I think I cannot be the only guy. I can't be the first guy who's thought about this. Right. But I do believe that there is a, that there's a real market for this. And that's the next step is to figure out how do we, you know, what's the offer we need to create. And I do think it can be hugely powerful. What's interesting is I've floated the idea some other, to some other folks and, like, and, and I've talked about the price point. And I'm like, well, that's really too much. And so I've been reading some stuff recently and I, I'm thinking, why am I listening to that? Why am I trying to undercut the market, right? And because what I'm really thinking about is, to my knowledge, unique. I don't, I don't, I know in the world of Dale Carnegie, we don't offer it. Yeah. And I know that we have a phenomenal reputation and apparently so do I. I mean, they, I don't know what they were thinking. They made me a master trainer, but they raised the standards right after it happened. So. Like, oh, can't have that happen again. Let's bump this up. I love that idea. And for all of you that are listening, Jeff and I are, we are both leaders in the Coaching Mastery community, and we are in conversation at least three hours a week. Yeah, we are. This is the first time I've heard this actual idea. Really? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It, to me, it just, it makes a lot of sense to do this because it's, but, but it's, and here's the thing is it marries really two of my passion. Well, actually it, it marries, it, it's two avenues to, for the same passion. I'm, my, my personal belief is we're all individually crafted by God and that his goal is to bring us into a relationship with him. And throughout our life, he works, us, works to grow us into the person who will fit perfectly into the spot in his heart that is reserved for us. And I'm a firm believer that Satan uses fear to make that job more difficult. And my job is to help overcome some of that fear. I'm not the be all and end all, but if I can help them become more like the person God has designed them to be, then that for me is personally fulfilling. And that's why I do Dale Carnegie. It's why I do coaching. And as I think about it, then it's really about putting the two together. 
because both of them are about helping people grow into the person they are, they are capable of being, and I believe designed to be. Yeah. Yeah. I love hearing the why behind what kind of moved you in that direction. What other ways have you been working on implementing or aligning the coaching with the Dale Carnegie stuff? Well, another aspect is with Veteran Academy, I, which is another initiative I'm working on. It took me, a, like, I think it was, I don't know, 2016 or something like that. I was at an event and I heard this statistic. I was actually, I was in my room, in my hotel room, getting ready to leave to go out to the main conference center, main conference. And I heard this statistic that said 22 veterans commit suicide every day, which it was, first of all, it stopped me. I just, I was stunned and I couldn't believe it because people I've worked with are uh, some of the sharpest, hardest working, most flexible people I'd ever met. And then my second thought was, not just me. I'm not the only guy that struggled with this transition. Mm-hmm. I didn't talk about it because I thought everyone else seems to be making it. Well, it must just be me. And then I realized that, but I, I couldn't put my finger on what it was that needed shift for veterans, at least in my opinion. And my thought is that there, we come out of the service and we take the same rules of engagement that work in the military and try to try to impose them on our civilian world and they don't work. And our tendency is to do it harder. And I, I'm often, it's just somebody needs to, I think, kind of give veterans permission to go, all right, you don't have to use those rules anymore. Take the ones that work, shift the change, the ones that don't. Yeah. And apply a different set of rules of engagement. And so part of that is because of the experience I have in delivering training and helping people undergo this kind of the mental change, there's an, an emotional change and behavior change, which results in performance change. And either one will result in performance change for a while, but they don't last unless we have both of them. Mm-hmm. The performance change doesn't take unless people view themselves differently and behave differently. Yeah. Then the results they get change. And that takes time. I mean, I would love to be able to drop a phrase and, oh my gosh, my world has changed. <laughs> Everything is different now. But I, I have yet to find that phrase. <laughs> and so it seems to me that if we can get people into community and help them continue to stay focused on what they want in life and challenge the goals that they're challenge how they're going about achieving it, which sounds a lot like coaching, then we can help people move forward faster. And I believe that, that veterans can do that. Um, they can, I believe they can help each other and we just need to kind of put that together and lead it. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you're sharing these, not just Dale Carnegie, but also your experience as an officer in the Navy and how you're using that experience, that awareness, that those networks to figure out how you can best serve now. You're listening to the Coach's Journey Podcast. 